Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Bobby? I am doing fine. It is nice to hear someone. It's nice to hear that you're excited to hear my voice. <laughs> yeah, that made me feel cool. so good. I've, i for real, it made me feel real good. <laughs> oh, good, no doubt. So, how is your weekend, darling? It's good. It's going good. It's a nice, chill, low key week. Oh, no doubt. Did you have any shoots, any work this week? Because I see you a busy woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like to stay busy. You know, work is good. Um, but no, no shoots this week. I actually took this week off. I was uh feeling a little under the weather, so I'm kind of just resting up and catching up okay. on online work. Okay, so your uh, PR agent sent me the info and everything, and what I found so curious is that you was a ballet dancer. I was for like 20 years. Oh my God, 20 years. Oh God, do tell. Tell us about it. (laughs) So tell us about it, being a ballet dancer. Uh, Well, I started when I was like four years old. And, uh, you know, I used to take classes Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Sunday. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, I did all the competitions and conventions and. Um, you know, it was was fun. It was fun. I loved it. I feel like, uh, you know, I haven't done it in a few years, but it kind of always sticks Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. So one day I'll probably start taking classes again. See how that goes now, a few years later. Good night. And you probably still got it. That's the funny part too. (laughs) Because, because, because it's kind of like rap music or dancing. You never really lose it. You know, exactly. really, to be honest with you, and everything. And I was like, "Gosh, she's a ballet dancer! Oh my gosh, she's just so refined." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, yeah, so most definitely. So let me do my particulars, and we can get this interview on the road, Miss Lady. All right. No doubt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. I'm talking about the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app onto your phone or go to anchor.fm and uh, set up a profile today. You can start podcasting today. You can monetize your stuff today and make money and be distributed today to all the top platforms, and it's for free. That's right, free. Now, that is something for you to smoke over. Me, I'm your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. If you have heard this before, if it's your first time, let me let me tell you. You can find me, my porn, my music, as well as my social media links, all with one link. All you got to do is go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star and find me everywhere in one spot. Also, we are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LSworld.com. Go to today, get yourself a profile, mingle with kink-minded people like yourself, and even find events in your area you might could attend to start your journey into the lifestyle. And we are a proud, very proud of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts, giving you multiple visions of the black experience. Plus, while you're there, you can get some shopping done. That's right. I'm talking about over 500 black retailers and sellers that you can buy from. I'm talking about beauty, health, fashion, shoot, jewelry, you name it. Hey, for people that, because we got this mask mandate coming back. You can get some fashionable mask and look sexy. So all you got to do is go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black, black businesses, build the black economy so we can create generational wealth. Now I'm about to shut up and let this sexy... And I dare say, I smell future legend introduce herself. 
Hello. Hi there. This is Avery Jane. Thank you so much for that uh that intro. <laughs> yes, because to me, you remind me of Skin Diamond. That's yeah, who I get you remind me of. And you get stuck scenes, baby girl. <laughs> I I was like, they, I saw one it, it take anal like a champ. Oh um, my God. <laughs> so you started as as a exotic dancer. How did you get into the field of exotic? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've kind of always been around the adult industry. I used to work in a uh, several different sex shops, like mm-hmm. selling vibrators and stuff. And then you know, mm-hmm. from there, you kind of meet people. And then I met people, met girls that worked at the club. So. You know, and I have a dance background, so I was like, "Oh, this will be easy peasy." Like, let me see if I can use that and go get a job at a strip club. <laughs> and so, you know, okay. that did pay off. And I started mm-hmm. working at a club on a Hollywood Boulevard here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, did a few years of stripping. And eventually, I, you know, was working with a girl who was in porn, so I became mm-hmm. her friend and started doing porn. <laughs> Ooh, so it okay. kind of just ripple effect. One thing finds the other. Okay, most definitely. So when when so how did she get you into porn? Would you start working with a, a major company, or did you start filming for yourself? I started filming for myself. Uh, you know, it's kind of the new wave of content creation, and you can kind of mm-hmm. you know become your own porn star. So. I just started making my own stuff, you know, meeting different people, making new friends to collab with. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, just hustled and grind. Okay, most definitely. So, which, uh, like I tell people, I talk about the unsexy stuff when it comes to porn. That's just me. You feel me? Because <laughs> it's stuff that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. So, when you did your first shoot, your first shoot to get your. Mm-hmm. One, who was your male talent? And was it someone that you had fucked previously? Um, how did you ha, ha, shape the picture of how you began in that? Began shooting your own content? Um, so my very first scene ever is was with a performer named Dylan Cox. Okay. Um he is a black male talent. Uh it was shot by a studio that I used to work with. I used to work with like a an independent owned studio, um, and we would collab oh. and stuff. Oh, so basically, you were shooting at a high level, walking in the door. Sort of, yes. I was shooting with with not mainstream companies, but I was shooting mm. with uh people who you know have already kind of started on the content game and kind of were okay. getting it together and like knew how to do it on a slightly more professional level. So I got a leg up, you know, I definitely started working with people who've had experience in the industry already. Um, Dylan was, is an established male talent once I worked with him. And uh, my very first scene with him was an anal scene. So I came like busting out the door. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is me, bitches. And uh, so I did that. And that was in November, November of uh, what, two, 2019, I guess it's been a year okay. and almost two years. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at uh, one of your trailers where you was outdoors. Just the visual alone is hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, so, and some of your, your your trailers with anal. Um, because a lot of people don't realize the prep that you ladies have to do for anal. That it's oh, just yeah. you just walk, you just don't walk on set, get fucked with your ass. Speak to the prep that you have to do for your angle scenes. <laughs> um, so prep for anal, it depends on the person, but it could take anywhere from like 15, 20 minutes on a very, very good day to like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I usually like to give myself an hour before shoots just to kind of get that ready. But yeah, you gotta clean out and uh, you know, I know some people diet, some people like won't eat the day of or the day before mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I don't do all that. I eat when I eat, you know, um, usually mm-hmm. I'll eat right before an anal scene because I know it'll take my body a few hours to digest it. So once I eat, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's a lot of prep. And then I know some people like stretch out with toys and stuff 
I don't usually, mm-hmm. I usually just kind of go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so, uh, so, my- so you know, so you know to do anal in your sex life anyway. And you yeah. enjoy it, obviously, because I, I can tell when he gets in the mm-hmm. ass, he's just the extra excitement in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. I prefer it. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, um, this is why I hate that retired ladies and gentlemen, women like her. But go ahead. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just trying to inspire like a new generation of butt sluts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because um, you because I can see and say that you're definitely working on becoming the anal queen. <laughs> um, because it's not just the fact that you take that you take it you take it well and you perform very well with anal sex. Not every yeah. girl can make it look good on camera, and you do that. You know, period. So I just want to give you that compliment. So. Thank you. When you were doing your content show, you were doing it with a studio. How did that prepare you for doing major shoots? Um, it, it kind of, you know, it helped having a, you know, like a camera person to help direct, having a director kind of like, you know, instruct the guys on how to open mm-hmm. up, how to actually perform, um, you know, letting me know. It's just, it's always nice working with directors who can kind of tell you like, oh, you're doing something mm-hmm. that looks good or you need to change something mm-hmm. or, um, but you know, it was, it was, it kind of helped prepare a little bit, but I know on sets, like sets are bigger. Usually like there's yeah. one or two more people. you got like a crew, uh, you know, makeup artists, this and that. So you got a lot more mm-hmm. people to deal with, but yeah. So when you get your first major shoot, who is the company? Who is your talent? And paint the picture of your first major shoot. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess like the first studio that I've ever like officially shot for was uh, Evolved Fights or uh, yeah, Evolved Fights uh, Mixed Wrestling. I don't know if you've okay. heard of the, the mixed wrestling, yeah. the sex yeah, wrestling. Yeah, I heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Pin you did not fuck you. Pin you did not fuck you. Yes, yes, I know about that. Uh, I had a buddy of mine. His name's Cody Carter. He uh, mm-hmm. hit me up and said, you know, hey, the girl I'm supposed to be shooting with, we're here in Vegas. She uh, no call, no showed. She completely disappeared. Like, her social media is gone and everything. She just ghosted. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was like, can you please fill in? Because I would like to, you know, make my paycheck. So I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Like, I'm 15 minutes away. I'll show up. So, um you know, I showed up and it ended up being like the most fun shoot I've ever done. Uh, cause apparently I just really like to wrestle and like get rough and aggressive, mm. uh, before sex. So it was a, a kink that I got to discover then. And, mm. uh, that was super, super fun. So that was the first studio I ever shot for was, uh, Evolve Fights. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to Beyonce and now we're about to get unsexy, we're about to get real. Okay. <laughs> Boundaries. How did it, how did the conversation come up, and how important is it for ladies in this industry, especially when on the level that you are, to express your boundaries to your male counterparts? Um, boundaries are you know super important. I think it starts from the very initial conversation of you know we want to work together. Um, mm-hmm. This is the type of content that I'm interested in producing. You know, this I will be on a test. Here is my test that I can provide you. Um, you know, so it's pretty good to start with your boundaries of you have to be on a test. I accept a 14 day test or a 30 day test. Um, you know, here's my blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, also, I think it's important to kind of check out uh, the person's content that you're trying to work with. You know, because mm-hmm. there are people who make hardcore, really rough content. And then if you're a person who's not into that, like, you probably don't want to work with the person who, you know, that's their whole bread and butter is like hardcore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> rough sex. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, you know, another boundary there is kind of scope out what kind of content you're trying to make and with whom you're trying to make it. And then, you know. During once I meet up with people for shoots, uh, whether it be for content trade or for a paid shoot, I always mm. have the conversation with my male talent or whoever I'm working with um, mm. beforehand. You know, this is okay. Mm. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. Uh, here are all the things you can do. Here are the things I would like you to do. Here are the fuck yeses and here are the fuck noes. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and then I ask them, okay, your turn. You know, you tell me all mm-hmm. yours. Yes, is no's, mm-hmm. what you want me to do, what gets you off, what you don't want me to do. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of studios are starting to implement a checklist too, where we go through mm-hmm. it all together. Uh, all the mm-hmm. performers and the director, we go through, you know, here's a checklist. Here's what this person's okay with. Here's what this person is not okay with. Just to kind of make sure everyone's on the same page. Everyone, you know, understands the safe words, mm-hmm. the what, mm-hmm. you know, how to stop a scene, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I want you to speak to is that, like I said, I've been in the business 15 years because it was funny. Your, uh, your PR was like, I never heard of you. I was like, no, you're never going to hear me. You were never gonna hear me. I'm independent. I never went Hollywood. <laughs> I thought about it, but I said no because I saw how the set was. And that that was too much for me. Yeah. But speak to because everyone don't realize a Hollywood porn set. The difficulties of being on that set, the scenes, the the what's the word I'm trying to look for from how many people be on set to how long it takes this, this scene to be shot. Everything that had to be done from the photo set to the deals to everything else. And not every day is a smooth selling day. Speak to that. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it gets a little rougher. I won't say rougher, but it's a little less in your control whenever it is like a, you know, a paid shoot for a studio. Um, usually, so usually if it's like a full day shoot, uh, the girl will get there a few hours before the guy, cause we have to get there for hair and makeup, you know, mm-hmm. so we'll usually get there like 10, 11 in the morning or whatever. Uh, you gotta do your hair, your makeup, you gotta figure out your outfit. And then there's usually like the pretty girl section where you take your pretty girl photos. So, you know, they do all the, they pose you and get you in pictures and your lingerie and this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, like around that time, is usually when the men will get there, uh, whoever the male talent is for the shoot. And then, uh, you know, you kind of have to work out uh, what are we doing for the scene? You have to, you know, get your paperwork out the way, you know, um, mm-hmm. show your IDs and this and that. So you have the, you know, the actual paperwork business aspect of it to fill out all that. Um, you got to get your sex stills in. So then you got to, you know, get in some. You know, you have to get in some some interesting positions, and you're holding the Yes. You know, it's not all just fun. Let's get to fucking. It's okay now. I gotta, you know, hold myself up, and he's lifting me up, and you know, we gotta get the dick yeah. just right, so it's sticking out just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people don't realize we have to, as a speaking as a male talent, we have to take into account positioning. So one, so people can understand. They can see the dick going in the pussy. Exactly. When you watch when you watch the amateur videos, yeah, they're gonna pound all fucking day because they're amateurs. Real exactly. girl talents, we slow the pace down because the camera wants to see how much the dick she's really taking. You know, period. exactly. You gotta see so, all of it. You have to paint a picture with it and get the exact images they need. And it's not just, you know, free flow, let's fuck. Yeah. And then two, uh, do well i know this was back in the day i don't know if it's changed any how do they on major set how they got coming fast because before you answer that i noticed that a lot of male towns get shamed for that which i think is, is wrong for, because, for coming too fast or not being able yeah. to come on time well actually coming too fast yeah ain't come on time. You deserve to get your ass cussed out for that shit. Because you fucking up money. We talking about coming too fast. Right. Um. You know, I haven't I haven't experienced that too, too much. I haven't, like, come across any guy who, like, you know, comes way faster than he's supposed to. Um. But mm. usually, like, if it feels like that might happen, you know, we kind of just slow it down a little bit. Like, you know, I'll pop off and then like suck his dick and like play to the camera and you know, yeah. just kind of like kill time so he can kind of cool down a second. You know, mm-hmm. so if I can tell a guy might be coming too soon, I'm not gonna like, you know, ride him and make him come right there. And uh-huh. I'll take it easy on it. I'll yeah, try to extend the scene out a little bit longer. Yeah, 
but but even with on the amateur section, like even when I did come fast, I just ended the scene. Then we came back, took a break, and came back and just shot longer to get length and put it at the end. But I know they don't necessarily do that on the professional side as much. Yeah, I mean, it really depends. Like I said, I haven't come across anyone like uh, who's come too fast. Thankfully, that's a good thing. I'm like, you know, good job, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure with you, with you, they have to use a lot of concentration, darling. A lot of concentration (laughs) for watching your videos, especially the anal, because anal make a dude come fast. Oh, yeah. It's it's very stimulating. It's very stimulating to see. (laughs) Most definitely. So um, with that, how has working on a professional porn scene shaped how you work on your own set? Um, You know, it definitely kind of puts me more in like a, it it put me more in like a business mind. So now whenever I shoot content, you know, I'm very adamant about paperwork first. Let's get the, you know, the boring stuff out the way first. That way we can enjoy and have fun after. Um, Mm. I'm more organized now because we have to be, all the websites are cracking down now. So, you know, I'm very organized with my paperwork. Yeah. It's getting, it's been getting crazy. You know, all the sites are getting crazy with their rules and stuff. So, um, which is funny, I just recorded an episode which I'm dropping Monday discussing OnlyFans, which is funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we got deep even to the reason of why OnlyFans doing what they're doing, but that that's not for here. So yeah. this is all about Miss Avery Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we, in your own, you know, business, okay, guys always come to me ask about how to get the business, how to approach females. How should dudes step to females if they want to do content trade? What do they need to bring to the table? What cachet do they need to bring to the table? For you to say, yeah, I'll, I'll do content trade with you, sir. Uh, for that, I need to see... Um, first, I need to see that like you're actually legitimate, that you have content posted, that you're active and selling content on different sites, um, you know, that you're not just a guy who's, you know, just looking for free pussy and said, hey, look at my OnlyFans, and you have, you know, <laughs> one selfie posted and no videos of your work whatsoever, I probably won't work with you. You know, I mm-hmm. look for, like, at this point, I look for guys who know how to open up who know how to make it look good on camera with good angles, you know, while still in a content trade setting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking for people who are creative and who have their own ideas. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, people will hit me up and be like, oh, my God, your content's so amazing and so interesting. I think we can make some great content together. And I'll be like, okay, what do you have in mind? And they'll be like, nothing. What do you have in mind? You know, and I'm like, I don't have anything in mind. You came to me. Like, what's your idea? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> so, I'm you know, sorry. I'm you, are, you are a smorgasbord of variety because you're very versatile. I can, like, when, it, like when, in my, when I was working, if I was able to work with you, if I had the pleasure to work with you, I would have you doing role play. We definitely would have done some BDSM shit. <laughs> um, but to me, I think that would make you so enticing and hot and and what makes you stick out is that you are that versatile that you different type scenes well you can give me the role play you can give me the bdsm how important is it for you to be able to be that versatile in this business um for me it's kind of everything just because you know to me it's the more you can do the more you can add to your performance uh the more open-minded you are the more jobs you get, the more opportunities you have, you know, the wider your range of performers to work with is. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of my thing is in real life, you know, I'm a big slut and I like having sexual <laughs> experiences with everybody. So, you know, I hope my content reflects that where I'm like, look, mm-hmm. you know, I fuck people of all genders and sexualities and, you know, I can do cute, soft core girl on girl, but I can also do like a seven guy gang bang. And, you know, for me, I just want to make mm-hmm. content that everyone can enjoy and that, you know, everybody can find something in. Uh, so, you know, that's why I have like a wide range fan base too. You know, my fan base is, mm-hmm. is 
all people of all different ethnicities, different genders, different sexual orientations. You know, I'll have gay fans. I'll have like gay man fans who are just like, yeah, we love your content. Like it's good shit. And there's something about your content that's appealing. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, so. Well, you know why you got gay fans. You know, you know, you got gay men. You know why gay men like you, right? Because I take it in the ass like a gay power bottom. <laughs> because they sit, let, let, let me tell you what they say. She's a bad bitch. I like her. I like the way <laughs> she just takes that in the act, honey. Yes. Yeah. They'll they be saying, yes, I like her. Yeah. It, to me, I think that's one of the things that really like sticks out for you is the fact that you can't take it in the ass and can give them any position anal. Not a lot of girls can do that in this business. Right, you know, you can give me, yes, yes, you can, baby. (laughs) About you, so be it that you have a background BDSM because I take it that you a submissive, correct? Uh, no, I'm a switch, okay, then, okay, then, okay, then. But more, you which more of it is you because we always have more of it. Ah, to me, I'm pretty pretty middle ground i don't really uh identify like heavily leaning towards either end i won't Mm. say that i'm like more dominant but i won't say that i'm more submissive i'm very much like in the middle my favorite power dynamics with people is when we just get to switch with each other when i can you know have a partner who can dominate me but who i also Mm. can like be bossy with and dominate them i really like the like back and forth energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm me. I'm more dumb. I I could be a switch, but you gotta be a bad chick to get me to switch. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, period. But um, like I said, that BDS is a conversation for another day. But I will say this much: um, a lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions of BDSM out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't get the roots and the realness of it. Do you think it's because they gloss over it? it like put it this way. If you think people look more on the sex side than the mental. Yeah. And you I mean, think I that's think a problem? People, I think a lot of people just don't understand it. You know, they a lot of people just equate it to sexual deviancy and they don't quite understand it and they don't care to understand or dive into the psychological aspect of it so i think that's why Mm -hmm. everyone just thinks you know oh bdsm it's just chains and whips and sex but it's like "Mm, no it's a lot more it's so people can understand it's power exchange see the greatest honor is when someone submits to you that's the greatest gift anyone can give you and the greatest when it's someone submits to you and say, "Yo, I I submit to you," you know, period. So it's it, it's crazy because when I when I see a lot of people, a lot of people claim to be doms, claim to be subs, and they're nowhere close to being a dom than a guy who builds house becoming a mechanic. You feel exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, how young was you when you got into BDSM? You said what? How young was you when you got into BDSM? Oh, I was 21. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, used to hang out at dungeons and I used to, you know, do a lot of BDSM classes and events Mm -hmm. and parties and all that stuff for a while. Oh, my God. So, so you're the perfect woman. I can get spank and spank you. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get to the unsexy shit, the unfun mm-hmm. shit, shall we? You are a business owner. You are a business owner. You walk this as a business owner. Exactly. What people don't like to talk about is first, which we'll get to OnlyFans in a second, the ups and downs of the business. No one wants to talk about one month is great. Next month is not. So to you, for what you learned when you first got the business up to now, what did you learn about the ups and downs of the business? And the second part of the question is, when months are slow, what do you do to pick it up? Um, 
So, I mean, ups and downs, you know, you kind of start to learn about, you know, how much hard work it is. Because a lot of people think, oh, you just have sex on camera and post it and that's it. But it's like, no, that's not it at all. You have to, like, you know, have the sex on camera. Now you have to edit the sex on camera. You know, you have to learn how to edit. You have to mm-hmm. upload and learn all your different websites and how to manage all these different platforms. Now you have mm-hmm. to promote your content and find where to promote that content. Where do you find a fan base? Where do you find your reach and find the people who are going to pay for your content? You know, uh, how mm-hmm. are you going to promote it? So you kind of have to learn marketing <laughs> You have to mm-hmm. learn social media management. You know, it's a lot of not glamorous stuff. It's a lot of hours spent, you know, mm-hmm. looking ratchet in your PJs on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people realize you got to look at the numbers when you go into your account just as much as you got to look at the money amount. Exactly. You know, so I'm constantly tracking, like, you know, how many new people are signing up to my sites? How many people are renewing versus mm-hmm. who aren't? Um, you know, how many people are tipping? What kinds mm-hmm. of content is getting more attention than other types mm-hmm. of content? What stuff people are requesting the most? So you kind of just have to keep track of all that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, other cons is, you know, you have to work with other people. And it's, you know, there's a lot of different people with a lot of different personality types. And a lot of people, you know, it's a very sensitive job that we do. So, yeah. It it can be room for drama. It could be room for misunderstandings. You know, there's a lot of room for... Yes, (laughs) Lord. Yes, Lord. Because what people realize is that one of the things that we have to learn first is separate personal from business. Because the (laughs) most personal thing you can do with someone is have sex. So speak to being, being being and having the ability. And, And another caveat... Not having that ability, how it hurt your business. Go ahead. How, not having which ability? No, wait, wait. let me retra- let me bring it back. All right, speak to separating persons for business, mm-hmm. and how it hurts your business if you don't. Oh, uh, well, you know, you have to look at it as a business. So for me, it's you know, my business comes first. The money I'm making comes first. Uh, So, you know, some people want to get in their feelings or they want to, you know, just, you know, get over sexually stimulated and it turns into, you know, like, let's have sex off camera. And, you know, and I'm like, well, why? You know, Uh, (laughs) we already fucked. What what, what I need to fuck you off camera for? We already fucked. What? Right. You know, it's like certain things like that. Or people get into it, you know, trying to look for a boyfriend, girlfriend, like right off the bat. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. why? Like, this is a business first. I'm trying to make a bag. I'm not concerned about, you know, you wanting to tell everyone that you're dating me like that's not mm-hmm. you know you wanted to post couple pictures on twitter has nothing to do with me trying to make my money and pay my rent uh yeah. you know um, so i think a lot of people get too in their feelings they get too personal about stuff they confuse sex with intimacy and mm-hmm. uh, i'm just like i don't really have time for any of that i know how to separate sex from intimacy i know how to keep my sex you know my two separate levels i know I know when to work versus when I'm having my personal time sex off Mm -hmm. camera versus when Mm -hmm. I can combine the two and have my fun personal sex and record it, you know? So I kind of find a nice mix between the three, but business is always first when it comes to like meeting new people, networking with new creators, like trying to make content. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm telling everyone, I'm like, I'm not really trying to be your friend, I'm trying to make a product that I can sell. You know, can you yeah. help me make a product that we can both make money off of? Or are you trying to play games? Amen. See, <laughs> see, this is why I do this podcast. So you fuckers can hear the, the real and the truth. The shit that they, yeah. they, they I get you lays the platform to say what you really want to fucking say. And then we don't <laughs> ship the cold shit on the smokers lounge. Okay. Now, with that being said, Let's go to the elephant in the room, right? Now, I'm not going to go into OnlyFans, them kick, talk about booting sex workers off. But what I want you to speak, which I know that you apparently learned early and probably got mentored on, the purpose and the importance of having your stuff on multiple platforms and you have a standalone site. Speak to it. 
Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's super, super crucial not to put all your eggs in one basket because nothing is permanent. Nothing is solidified. A site can go down any day without warning. Um, yes. And if that's the only site you're on, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I personally believe in um, having as many workable platforms as possible, creating as many different sources of passive income as possible. Um, you know, and just making sure that your content's available to as many networks as possible. So, you know, you don't want to just be on OnlyFans. You want to get a mini vids up. You know, you want to be posting stuff to Pornhub and X videos and the tube sites to bring them to your website. Um, you want to have your own website, whether it be, you know, a subscription site or whatever. But, um, you know, ever since Pornhub stopped monetizing videos, now I just use Pornhub to, you know, post my trailers. And in my trailers, I put the link to my official website and my clip store. Um, you know, and then I'm a performer who makes like hardcore content. So I'm constantly mm. at risk. You know, a lot of the stuff I make doesn't necessarily go against terms of service of a lot of sites. So I have to make mm. sure I'm using as many different sites as possible. I'm being careful yes. what I post. You know, but, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to just have an OnlyFans and just have that income, that's cool. Or, you know, imagine having five different websites where you're getting, you know, two payouts a month per each website. That's 10 more payouts a month, you know? Mm-hmm. See, I, I say this. Do you want the first of the month? If you want exactly. to be great, have more than one site. Because... I know like you and like me, first of the month, I'm dancing out this bitch because I got five <laughs> checks that I got to cash. Not exactly. one check, five checks. You know, because I laugh at girls not knocking them when they have two OnlyFans. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why do you have two OnlyFans? Why not go get an X videos? Why not get this? Do you think that a lot of the mainstream pub gave OnlyFans too much steam and too much cachet when it comes to the porn business? Like, do I think the more the mainstream people gave OnlyFans attention? Well, but not attention as in, uh, don't get it twisted. Sex workers made the platform. Right. What I mean is mainstream gave it more attention than you would probably get from a mini vids or cook for sale uh, mainstream. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got people like Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion mentioning OnlyFans in their song. You know, if if you have Beyonce mentioning mini vids, I'm sure mini vids will blow up this week. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> because, because I always said part of the reason why a lot of girls jumped in mini vids, not mini vids, OnlyFans, was because they saw girls posting how much money they was making. And exactly. They, and you know how women think? They'll see you. Mm, she ain't doing nothing special. I look better than her. I can do the same thing she do and make more money. Not realizing all the things that Avery Jane has to go through in order to do the scene to make the money, to get the scene to make the money with, and then to put the scene out. Exactly. People don't realize the overhead that goes into actually making these videos. You know, that's why when I get people who are like, oh my God, like, you know, a $25 video, that's so expensive. And I'm like, a 20, you know, it's $25 for an hour long video so that was me, you know, doing the work for over an hour because you know it's yeah. been edited down. I have to edit yeah. that video. You know, what other bitch is taking dick in the ass for over an hour long? Oh, mm. you know, I'm like, I had to yeah. do my makeup that day. I probably had to travel to shoot that. You know, Outfit. effort, time, and money goes into it. The outfits, all of it, you know. So it's like, and all of that gives you this final product for $25, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, and she didn't forget to mention we got to pay for the laptop. We got to pay for the camera. We got to pay exactly. for the editing tool. And the editing exactly. tools ain't cheap. Yeah. So people don't realize just how much goes into making these videos. You know, it's not just everyone, you know, recording a little bit of POV on their phones. People are actually getting creative and innovative and, like, yeah. producing. So, yeah. yeah. But see, to me, I think that the, the major outlets... Some of these podcasts, they highlight not you ladies, but just the only fan girls, the girls that don't do it at a high level or even be creative. You know, exactly. and I and, 
And I hate that because you're not giving a real picture of what this business is. Why do you think they do that? Um, Honestly, because, you know, it's people still don't want to really support sex workers the way that we need to. So, you know, why not talk about this, you know, hip new money making website called OnlyFans, but let's focus on, you know, the slightly more respectable girls who, you know, maybe were Instagram influencers who show, you know, just enough under boob and that cute top, <laughs> but they're not busting it open, you know, in video. So they're yeah. a little bit more respectable, but, you know, they're still selling the same idea. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just not as hardcore with it, but they're selling, you know, the fantasy of look at my body, look at my presentation, look at my sex appeal, you know, like mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And I think they get highlighted a lot too, because you have a lot of these girls who, you know, mm-hmm. have been on Instagram for years, who were on Tumblr for years, who've built these huge fan bases on other social media platforms and for years they just have all of these thousands of fans who've been waiting to see them naked mm-hmm. so now when they make an only fans and it's like oh you might get to see a little bit more of them you know they already have that instagram with a hundred thousand followers so now that's a hundred thousand people hopping to their only fans and now they're in the top one percent you know without mm-hmm. having to do any type of you know, hardcore type porn content, any real pornographic content, really. But, mm. you know, and then people want to give them all of the the light and the attention and, you know, they'll be fine when OnlyFans, you know, if yeah. OnlyFans are implementing stricter rules, those people will be fine and they're going to be the mm. ones who like, will uphold Benefit. the platform. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be another Instagram. Yeah. Because um, also, when I look at you, when I look at your trailers, because see, me, myself, me being a producer, male, former producer, male talent, I pay attention to the little shit. Your trailers are exciting. Okay, let's make this clear. I ain't talking about the ones that you did with the, the companies, your own trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, how much thought and, and, and entity put into your trailers? Because your trailers move that of a music video would move. You feel where yeah. I'm coming from? You know, yeah. to speak to that. So that's kind of how I like to do my trailers. That's how they've always been produced whenever I had, you know, people working for me. And so mm. now I've carried that into my own and like I produce my own trailers now. And I very mm. much so like it um, to look like a music video because uh, mm-hmm. for me, I like putting the music in there because to me, um, if there's music, if there's a sound, yeah. Uh, it's less likely that someone's going to be able to jack off to the trailer and bust their nuts. Yeah. So if I post a two-minute trailer of straight fucking and you can hear the moans, you can hear all this and that, I don't want that. I'm going to put some music in there so you can't quite jack off to it because you can't get there, you know, audibly. Mm -hmm. But it's still visually appealing. You know, I put in the hot moments. I like to mesh it up with music. Um, You know, I have a whole formula for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, even with me, like, uh, like I said, me, I, I was in music before I came into porn. Nice. And I got music out now, you know what I'm saying? So if you ever want to use one of my songs, please, by all means, do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see you do uh, a, a part of the video where you ride the dick anally and it, it's saying bounce on the D. She wanted to bounce on the D. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I said, but to me, I think that uh, is what missing also important now is that professional is becoming more of an anomaly than the norm like it used to be. You know, period. Mm-hmm. It feels like the amateurs dictate how dictate the point industry more so than the point industry dictate the point industry. Um, do you think that's a good thing ultimately, or do you think that's a bad thing or a combination? Um, I guess it depends on who you're asking. You know, it's a good thing for some people. It's other people see it as a bad thing. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, the way I see it is sites like OnlyFans kind of opened up the floodgates for your average person to make themselves their own porn star. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone can be a porn star now. It's not solely dependent on, uh, you know, 
agencies signing you and yeah. mainstream studios want to shooting you. And, you know, if the studios don't shoot you, you're just shit out of luck. You can't be a porn star. It's not like that anymore. You know, if you don't have a traditional look, because like when I first started, I didn't have a traditional look at all. You know, I was thicker. I had a belly. Uh, my boobs, you know, where I had large natural breasts that hung low. Like, I didn't look like your typical porn star, but I was able to... Where are these pictures at? <laughs> Where are these pictures at? That's <laughs> <laughs> just my oldest stuff from, like, last year before my boob job. But, um... Oh, so you, you have- know, I make myself my own porn star, and I basically wrote myself into existence mm-hmm. as a porn star. I created Avery Jane and did it mm-hmm. without you know, having to shoot for mainstream studios at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saved mm-hmm. it till later. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of the mainstream studios are kind of freaking out now because, uh, you know, it's all in content now. Content is king. Yeah. We learned, you know, we learned with COVID, especially when COVID hit and everything shut down, all of the mainstream studios had nothing. They didn't have a backlog of content. They had nothing to go off of. But then you mm-hmm. had all these creators who were quarantining with each other who were like, oh, well, we can still make content and sell it. And, you know, people were making money. And the studio was left out of that. And now that everything's back, you know, there's a lot of performers who are realizing, oh, I make way more money doing my OnlyFans than I do working for studios. So I feel like the mainstream studios are feeling like they're losing power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was saying this, it is not to talk junk about the industry. But I use Brazier's example. Brazier never did transsexual porn, let alone shot BBWs. Right. They have done both of these scenes. And I said the reason why is called throwing shit against the wall and see if it stick there. Yep. <laughs> and that happens in porn, so people can understand this. These companies do not change what they shoot unless the money is low and they're trying to generate traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, period. So with that being said, the power is becoming more towards a content creator. My only thing is I would like to see more platforms give the content creator more power, period, to where, like, for example, even when I was talking about work, people ain't even think about this. We're giving all these paperwork to these sites. We're talking about Social Security, IDs, addresses. Who the fuck said they ain't selling that shit to the damn uh, advertisers? Right. You know, period. But because it's porn, ain't nobody going to look at it. So they can go underneath the radar easy. You know, period. See, I told you, I talk about stuff that no one ever thinks about. That's why I call right. smoke is over. You know, period. <laughs> and so with that being said, what are you looking to do to expand your brand outside of porn? You know, for now, it's mostly all expanding within porn just because I, Mm -hmm. you know, just getting started. So I'm not really like looking to expand Mm -hmm. outside of it yet. Yeah. Um, You know, but the most I could say. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, But, you know, so far, it's most of my expanding is just within porn because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm brand new. So. Yeah. I'm looking at, you know, getting merchandise going, hopefully getting yeah. a few deals with toy companies and toy brands, uh, you mm-hmm. know, maybe getting, I don't know, just, you know, a few uh, deals here and there, book different mm-hmm. gigs, do feature dancing and like travel around touring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get stuff. Oh, so, you know, so you still dance? You still dance? Occasionally, uh, you know, I don't work at a club anymore, but I do mm-hmm. pick up feature dancing gigs or, you know, starting to now that clubs are starting yeah. to open up again. Because I think your look makes you stand out even more. That's why I said mm-hmm. it, it, Skin Diamond, it, yeah, I can't compare y'all to because y'all looks make y'all stand out from everybody. You know, mm-hmm. even to the first time when. See, people, yes, I, before I before I talked to PR, I hit her up about the interview. I saw your picture, I stopped. Because it was just like, who, you know, period. And oh, damn. I, yes, because it was kind of like, and then I was like, I was looking, I was like, well, damn, how the hell I miss her? She must have been the big, I'm thinking you've been the biggest for at least about four years. Oh, you know, no. <laughs> the way that you move and the way that you shoot. 
And we and when I found out you only been the big two years, I was like, "But well, damn, you like a short woman that casts a big shadow, baby." <laughs> Do you get you. people think that you've been in the business longer than you have? By the way, all you the work? Time. yeah, all the time. Um, people think I've been in much longer. Um, people get surprised when they find out like that I haven't been in as long, and they find out they get surprised when they find out my age. Um, because a lot of people think mm. I look young, you know, and then they hear that I just started, so they're like, "Oh, you're like 21, right?" And I'm like, "No, honey, I'm 27. Like, I'm a grown ass woman, um, mm. you know." And that's why I feel like I'm excelling, you know, at a decent pace because I'm like, I'm smart, I'm business minded, you know, I do what I do, um, and I love what I do too, you know, like. Before porn, I'd love to fuck all the time and just have fun and enjoy like a fun, healthy, ex- um, you know, exciting sex life. So now I just get to do that for work. And I feel like that translates in my work is, you know, I'm doing something I love, something that I enjoy and have a lot of fun with. Oh, yes. And and and, and we can see it when we look at the <laughs> videos because it exudes it. So with that being said, Mama Terry, about where they can find you, baby. So you guys, you can find me... As far as social medias, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter is AveryJaneXO. My Instagram's AveryJaneX. Uh, and then you can mm-hmm. find me on OnlyFans.com, AveryJane. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have my official website, AllofAveryJane.com, where you can get access to all of my, you know, current uploaded videos. Uh, and then you can go to my mini vids. Or uh, AveryJaneXXX.com. And from there, you can download all of my videos. So I kind of have options for everyone. Whatever you like, whatever way you like to get your content, I got the options for you. Uh, you know, so thank you guys. Most definitely. Now, because this is new, because I'm actually dealing with a PR agency with her when it came to her. Normally, I offer opportunity to ladies to come back and be a smoke buddy so we could chop it up and talk about some some topics on later episodes if you're interested in that i would love to bring you back miss jane because oh, yeah because you gave me one hell of an interview and i'm sorry the voice matches the description she's gorgeous <laughs> so if you Thank definitely you. don't mind coming back i would love to bring you back as a smoke buddy you know what i'm saying don't be no doubt no doubt. So with that, what you say, babe? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna have to tell my. Uh, I'm gonna have to tell Erica, my PR person. Yeah, uh, thank you, thank you for the interview. Most doubt, most doubt. So with that being said, people, life is a learning experience. What's the point of experiencing and learning anything? Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby. <laughs>